with Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chelsea Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Gwen at That's My Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Hey, down in the valley where the girls get naked. If you throwing bands and you know she gonna shake it. One, two, break them. Three, four, break them. If you know, you know. And I hope you do. That is the intro song or a snippet of the intro song from our favorite show right now, P-Valley. Which, if you're not watching it, I'm really like wondering what you're doing with yourself. But if you're tuning into this episode of Black Girls Texting, you're going to get a nice little preview of what you can expect for the show. And if you're a watcher, you're going to get into the mind of Mercedes, who is played by Miss Brandy Evans, who we had the absolute honor to interview on this episode. A little bit about Brandy Evans. She's a Memphis native who was a former high school English teacher who wrote her resignation letter to the school board while on vacation in Los Angeles. Determined to live her dream, she has graced the stage all over the world as a professional dancer and choreographer. And she was featured in the Oprah Winfrey Network television special, Dance Crash, which focuses on bringing together a group of girls through tough love and sisterhood. You can now watch Brandy on P-Valley on Sundays, where she stars as Mercedes. Get ready for this interview. We got into a lot. During our On Better Reply, we talked about WAP. We talked about Kamala for VP. We talked about stripping as a form of exercise because y'all, the girls of BGT have done it before and it's not, it's not easy. It is not easy at all. In our group chat conversation, we talked about the unequal pay gap for black women. We talked about the joys of the South. Um, Brandy told us that she eats her grits with, with sugar. Oh God, which took me out. But there's so much to listen to here. Go on, enjoy it. Watch P-Valley on Sunday on Stars. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky. I'm Glenn, also known as Bedstyle Brat. And we are so excited to have our fave join our group chat today, Miss Brandy Evans of P Valley, also known as Mercedes. Literally fangirling. Uh, So we play this game called Red or Reply, and it's kind of like a rapid fire, you know, game. And it ties back into our group chat. So when you get a text and it's kind of something whack that you're not here for, you leave it on red. Okay. <laughs> you do like, you reply. Red, reply. On red or reply. Femininity as currency. Femininity as currency. Mm-hmm. Are you here for it or no? I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reply gonna reply yeah yeah we were thinking a lot about this too in the context of like only fans people's only fans blew up especially during quarantine right now and i have a lot of friends that are like i've been posting these pictures of myself in my bathing suit at the beach for free forever why not get some coin 
Child, let me find out. Do I need to get an OnlyFans? Is that what y'all trying to tell me? You like, need to be the OnlyFans because we ain't doing season two for a minute. So. <laughs> okay, the next one is pole dancing as fitness. Oh my gosh, reply. Absolutely. It is absolutely fitness for sure. Mm. I'm, I'm right now trying to figure out how to get a pole in my house. So, yep. We hosted a class recently. Shout out to Sammy Picone, who's like an amazing pole dancer, oh, nice. friend of ours. Um, and that is hard. Yo, I was no, girl, struggling. Girl, it's, it's crazy hard. And it's, it's also not what people think. It's not about the upper body strength. It's core. It's placement. It's a lot. And then people are like, um, ladies out there that keep saying, I'm too big to hit the pole. You a lie. Okay, all <laughs> women can hit that pole. And okay, all size women. And um, it's just about your placement and, and just getting used to it. But it is, it is definitely possible, but it is a workout. It is a workout. I think a friend of mine was saying that she went to one of your classes, Hip Hop and Hills. My Hip Hop and Hills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was that, what kind of dancing was that? Girl, whatever we felt like doing. So I, I say Hip Hop and Hills, but a lot of times it was, it was sexy, like the R&B. We would give some ratchet moments too, honey. Um, and just being confident in our bodies. So I always tell the women, confidence is sexy, not your dress size. So I would have women in there 100 pounds. I have women up in there 300 pounds. I have an 18, 19-year-old in there. You have to be at least 18. <laughs> um, 18 or 19-year-old, I've had a 70-year-old in there. So it was just about finding your confidence as a woman. And we would just have fun. We would have selfie days some days and just take selfies of ourselves. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we'd be like, okay, we have to take pictures, y'all. Like, we need to learn our angles. So we would have days and I'd be like, everybody set their phone take pictures I would play music you know find your angle as a woman when you turn to the side do you have more boobs or less you ain't you know you don't want to shoot like that you want to turn to the front and make that accentuate your hips and things of that sort so we played with all types of things we even had oh, a ratchet God. position um position class one day wait, wait, what's that? What's that? Mm, position <laughs> class <laughs> ratchet wait positions. I wish I could have gone to one of these classes mm, it's very we funny did. We have like uh, girls' vacations, and somehow when you're in your bikini, we end up taking like, what are they of called? Course. Thirst traps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that. What are those things called? Thirst traps. No, but every time it's my turn, I'm literally laughing because it's how do, did you always like have that like, you know, sexy, confident attitude, or did you grow into it? No, I grew into it. So actually, teaching my class helped me bring that out as well in myself and there were women that I would see that would be on tour with me and exuding this confidence. You know, the main one who I always remember is she's the owner of Vertical Joe's, Joe. And that's where we train at in Atlanta, at her pole studio. And Joe was on, it was my first tour with Lil Wayne and she, I was the opening act, but she was dancing with, with Lil Wayne and she was doing pole. And I just remember how confident she would be and she would come out and just be so strong. And she has this beautiful chocolate skin too, which is not, what I was used to seeing on, on stage, usually it was the lighter skin girls, you know what I mean? Or the mm -hmm. ethnically ambiguous girls. And here, here's Jo and all of her beautifulness and her curves and her chocolate skin. And she was so confident and I loved it. And so I, I started teaching my classes and just trying to help other women see what I have to go through being on, on um, stage and tour because it's one thing to be sexy, but then you gotta put a whole stiletto in get on the dance floor, don't fall, still dance, look confident. And it was a lot of things. And I was like, I'm going to teach a class like that and just make people confident. And it turned yes. into something bigger than I thought. That's I amazing. That. My I friend was raving about it. 
I was going to say, like, all of those parts that you're having to think about to hold it all together makes you think of those moments on P-Valley when the sound is isolated and you can hear the dancers and, like, so intense, the breathing, Mm -hmm. the, like, the grunts of, like, moving your body and pulling yourself up the pole. I remember that one scene of you on the first episode. I was like, shit, what's about to happen? She's going to fall down? Like, no, I was like, oh, Lord. It's so intense. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the breath that Mercedes is having and the the power behind it. Because a lot of times we just see stuff when it hits the air after you don't see the strength in it. You just see the men gawking and looking. And in this moment, you're seeing her like, you know what I mean? Like trying to breathe and, and like, you know, looking at the fans and like that, oh, the grunt and all that's really, really real and authentic to what's happening in that dancer's mind. I love that. Such a beautiful yeah. scene. Um, okay, I know you're from Memphis. So yes, Memphis, what do you Tennessee. think about grits and sugar? Write a reply. Oh, first of all, um, grits and sugar is what you do. We don't do grits and salt. No, I do that too. What? Yes, it is. Y'all playing. It is grits and sugar and butter. Yep. No, mm-mm, no, Brandy, I don't want to do this to you. I don't want to challenge you because you, you know, authentic Southerner or whatever. But Chelsea is from the Caribbean. So I don't actually do. think that her opinion is valid in this conversation because y'all be eating, you know, like it's porridge like and stuff. Exactly. Look, it's a different kind of thing. Porridge is good. Listen, it's not grits. It's, you know porridge what? ain't grits. <laughs> it's not grits. But look, I, I, I fight with people all the time because I don't even pass me a bowl of grits that does not have some sugar in it. I need it to be sweet. It's, I'm sorry. I know. I know. Wait, Wait, so you won't do so a happy. cheese grit? Ew, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm that ew. I know, not like it's not my taste. It was ew. <laughs> Look, I know I'm getting my black card taken and everything. Listen, I'm very different. I don't like hot sauce. I don't like barbecue. Like I, I, <laughs> I'm literally going to cry. <laughs> I don't like spicy food. Yesterday I tried to eat a sandwich with something spicy. I thought I was going to die. Okay, my nose started running. Like, it's a whole thing. And you know what? The barbecue is not that it's not good. My grandma worked at a place called the Barbecue Place in Turl, Arkansas, back in the day. So, y'all, we had barbecue all the time. I'm sick of barbecue. I, don't, I could <laughs> never in my life have anything barbecue flavor again, and I would be fine. Wow, you got I'm barbecued out. Dead. Yes. <laughs> you are, like, going through it right now. Like, oh, my God, like, I know. I'm tortured inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we have two more Reddit replies. So, the WAP video. Red or reply? I knew that was coming. You know what? I'm going to, um, okay, I was a red and a reply. I'm going to be honest. Okay. So when I first okay. heard it, I had the nerve to be a little bougie about it. Like, like, <laughs> girl, what are y'all talking about? And then I had a moment. I was talking with some of my um, high school friends, too. And I was like, why are we tripping? We was over there scrubbing the ground in Memphis. Like, scrubbing the ground, dropping like it's hot. Like, I'm the baddest bitch. I was like, we good. We good. I think that I just had the nerve to try to grow up and act like I didn't remember the way that we was twerking and dropping it like it was hot to all types of songs growing up. So I'm a reply to it. And it's so funny because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm, too much. And literally by the end of that day, I'm like, hey. Right. <laughs> I'm into it. I read, I was reading this article that our, our we have a third co-host, but she's on She's traveling around the world during a pandemic, you know, being (laughs) young and wild and free. Um, But she sent me this article and it was an interview with an OBGYN because basically a conservative commentator was like, that's disgusting. It actually represents that they have like a bodily issue. He said they have like BV. And I was like, 
what? Oh my God. And so they interviewed an actual OBGYN and she was like, I mean, they're singing about what happens when you're aroused. That's natural. Right. <laughs> like, and men have been doing it for so long. And men she's been doing it for real. Uh, can we just start with slop on my knob and everybody right. else know the rest? Like, exactly. Like, stop it. Stop it. Exactly. Been doing that for so long. So don't try to act funny when some women do it. Mm -mm. Exactly. It's nothing yep. new. Okay. And our nope. last Reddit reply is, and it could be a mix because okay. sorry, I won't even be leading. Our last Reddit reply is Kamala for VP. Oh my gosh. We're going to reply. We're going to go Deltas for Kamala. Hey girl. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes, we got your back, sis. We're going to be there voting. I'm rolling my mama who has never voted in her life. Oh, she's going to vote this year. I'm trying to figure out how to get everything done. And I'm rolling her right up in there with that wheelchair. And I will vote for her. Let's go, mama. You can't use your hands. I can use them for you. Yep. <laughs> I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, I'm, it's crucial. I'm Gwen, how are you feeling? I'm red and reply. Both. Okay. okay. I'm red and reply, obviously, because it's, it's this like... Yeah, if we're going to speak specifically on the choice, right? Right. There would be a lot of things that we could do to unpack it and pick it apart and right. understand her as a person. And there is part of me that's also like, they were very, the, the, the Democrats were like very open about choosing her because she was a black woman and like what she right. represented just as a figure. And I don't right. really like representation just for the sake of representation. Understandable about that. Yeah, you know? I agree with that part. But, and I feel like at this point though, where my mind is, is like, she did a choice y'all. So right. it's like, this it's is the what only it choice. is. It's not going to be, you know what I mean? It's not going to be redone. So at this point, we just got to get them in there, I pray. And, and and just stay on them. Like, this is what we need mm -hmm. for the world. This is what we need, you know, for the country, period. Like, let's go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It's the only choice. Yep. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. chat, chat. Switching gears and getting into okay. our segment that we call the group chat. So you're okay. in our group chat right now, right? The I love this interview. Y'all fun. Go ahead. Thank you for doing <laughs> some different chat. Yes. Okay. So the group chat is where we get to get in all in into the nitty gritty, right? Okay. So kicking it off, actually, we were, Chelsea and I were talking about this ahead of the interview, and there was a line in the show where Mercedes says that Mercedes is talking to Amber Autumn. I'm sorry, Autumn. and she says that um, Uncle Clifford says that. The stripper name is the color of your panties and what you just ate <laughs> yeah. or something. Okay, so if those, if that is the equation, I'm like, what we look at? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> all of us have to give our stripper names. Oh, no, and what is our song? Oh, okay. yeah, stripper song. And your song, oh, yeah. Okay, I am Black Twizzler. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so that good. <laughs> I'm Black Twizzler, and I'm dancing to Simon Says, put your hands on your knees. Yeah. Hey! Simon Says, put your hands on your knees. <laughs> yes. Okay, can it be what I drank? Sure. Sure, I like that, actually, because my, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so mine is off-white sangria. <laughs> oh, work. Yeah. Maybe a beige sangria. <laughs> <And then laughs> That's actually kind of appropriate. And I feel like my song, like, if I were a stripper, I would want it to be, like, a, like a thing. Like, it would be, like, um, this is, all right, don't judge me, people. It'll be, like, lift every voice and sing. What? <laughs> it, it would be. She was, she's, like, a gimmick. She is, like, a thing. It's a brand. Yeah. It's an experience. I think it would be, like, an experience, except oh, I'm right. just, like, nude. So, girl, would you come out in, like, a... Uh, 
like a chorus robe, like, like a marching like band, singing in the in every voice, right? And <laughs> marching band, like very homecoming. That's what I'm imagining. Work. I like it. Okay, I, I like the, the the drink thing because I just ate Thai food, so I was like, would I be like something pad CU? Or like I don't know <laughs> what it would be. So I'm drinking rosé, okay. and I, you know. I'd be going commando a lot. So we could say like <laughs> Naked Rose or something. Ooh, oh. Right? Naked Rose. Uh, and my song would be um, Bitch from the South, Mulatto, yes. and Sawiti, and Trina, which makes me think. So the setting of the show of P-Valley, being in the South, being in deep Mississippi, those accents, that, that language, every time I watch it and somebody on the show says, ouchia, I just, I'm like, oh, they out you, they out you. <laughs> Can we, and you being a Southern woman, maybe if you could just speak to the significance of this show being in the South and like how that uh, sort of creates the vibe for the show and the culture of the show. Yes, um, Tori likes to say the slanguage um, mm-hmm. because, you know, Black folks, you know, we make up some words in a heartbeat and, and we will, <laughs> we really will. And we just have our own language that we just understand. So it felt good for me just to um, to tap out, to turn that switch off, that English teacher switch, that LA professional girl switch for a minute, just be like, I'm back home, man. And so it just felt good to to be authentic. That's what made me so excited about the role was to be able to, the, the script itself that I was like, wait, this sounds like it's from Memphis. And then when I found out afterwards, I was like, wait, the writer's from Memphis and this is based on so many things in Memphis you know, with um, the references. So it's just, it's been so much fun. And I think that it's a good learning lesson. It's funny, my eyelash um, lady, Lori, was like, you know, we're getting better with the language. And she's like, you know, I've been researching and are um, Googling some of the words here and there. She, I can't remember what she just asked me, what it meant. And I explained it to her, but I love that people are having conversations. And she said, her husband asked her, do, do they really talk like this? And she's like, yeah, Brandy said yes, you know, and Brandy's talked to me like this too. So I love that it's a conversation and people are learning more about us as well. I love that too. And I was, I've been seeing a lot of things about language recently and language as mm-hmm. it pertains to black people and how right. we are able to not only code switch, but like we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're multilingual people. Like I, like, right. and although it's not recognized as a language, they call it Ebonics. You know, it's right. a language. It comes with its own rules, its own mm-hmm. set of like uh, vocabulary. Right. So I love that it's on center stage on P Valley. Yes, it's amazing. Yes. We are multidimensional because I can I coach dance teams in real life, and I can turn around and yell at my girls in Japanese like I really do. Like hey, cuckoo, mokai, <laughs> oh yes. which means which means get low and do it again. Wait, okay. Yeah. Do you speak Japanese? Very, very little. I, I learned enough to be able to coach my dancing there. I have a dancing there. So I've been in Japan 17 times. 17. Oh my goodness. That's so cool. <laughs> where is the must where is the must-see place in Japan? Oh my gosh, so many places. I love um I love there's a place called um Electric City. And it's like New York. Um it's like in um New York time and like Times Square. Mm-hmm. And it's just all electronics. And then of course I love Harajuku. Um, I usually stay in Kashiwa, which is where my dance team is. And it's just small and country and I ride bikes and fold my clothes on the clothesline. And it's just, you know what I mean? It just, it feels like it's so different from the United States. It's so clean. It's, um, it's humbling. It's respectful. It it makes me come home and appreciate um, being home a lot more, a lot of times. So, yeah. 
Damn, that's so sick. And the kids I, work so much harder. Sorry, but it's true. Girl, like I, I was know. teaching the kids English, and then I turn around and, and teach them dance, and then they go to school, and then they do it again. Before I even show up, the kids are already stretched and haven't haven't been there a whole hour. They are never late. Like it's a whole nother type of world for real. Wow. Yeah. So I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Cambodia, and oh, wow. similarly, I, I even noticed this just this like reverence for teachers there like yes. they would just call me teacher and oh my God. in teacher. in that word like yeah like the just the use of that word teacher hearing it hearing them say it made me think about the meaning of that in just such a yeah. grander way like what it means to be a person who can impart knowledge who can show yeah. someone something that you know how to do and chelsea and mm -hmm. i are both educators i currently teach preschool oh, wow. Chelsea was a preschool and kindergarten teacher. And I, we, I didn't know that. Yes. And we know that you are a teacher or were a teacher before going full time into your career mm -hmm. as, an, as an actor. And we were just wondering yeah. if you can give us sort of a, a little background into how you got into this role where you are mm -hmm. now, what that journey was like. Oh, child. We ain't got that much time. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a long story short, um, I was teaching high school English. And first, let's back up. Y'all, I wasn't even trying to be a teacher. I went, after I graduated with my English degree, I just went to sub and ended up where they were like, well, we have a position. And I was like, what you mean? They were like, a full-time position. You'd have to be a floating teacher. Y'all know about floating teachers. Yep. Where you ain't get that classroom. So my first year teaching, yes. I was a floater. And that was like being Hayes child. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not fun. It is so not fun. But I also knew even with that, if I could make it through floating teaching, then I can make it in a classroom easily just being there. But um, so I did that and I danced for like the NBA and my college dance team. But I wasn't happy. Like I was good at teaching. My kids were getting 100% passing rates and things of that sort. And I loved my students, but I was happy. It was still something that was missing for me. And then at that time, I'd gone through having a stillbirth. My ex-husband, um, my now ex-husband had been deployed. Um, I had lost my job coaching because they won nationals, but they said I was too tough. Y'all, I was worse than Mercedes. Um, <laughs> but y'all won, man. Eh? But um, so they had fired me and it was just, everything was just gone downhill for me in, in my mind. So I took a vacation. Someone's, I mean, a dance class and I ended up writing my resignation letter on a tour bus because that dance class turned into booking a tour. And the rest has been history. I've been hustling ever since. Damn. Yeah. I'm so inspired by that story because even myself, I'm a writer and I, and I get asked to like go on trips and travel and I'm like lying to my school and saying that I got to go do this or that. <laughs> She's like, what do I say this time? <laughs> Bro. And I feel like I'm living lie. a double life. <laughs> yep. You know? Yep. I would be teaching school until Friday at two o'clock and I'd be on a plane by 530 exactly. in, at Memphis International Airport. And then I'm, I'm back in, in time, like the latest flight you can give me back on Saturday, Sunday night so I can be up to teach school by Monday morning. Cool yes. child. Oh, my God. Wait, what age so group much. did you work with, Brandy? I had ninth through 12th grade, and I was the department chair. Oh, right. Big so I had some crazy mamas um, that were like, you know, you, you going to fail my child. And it's like, first of all, I don't do anything. Your child is not doing the work. So it was right. a lot. So, whew. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. And Especially so when you you are also a person yeah. with your own dreams and like aspirations. Right. So like I I felt I so I used to teach and I quit. Um and I felt so much guilt like 
We always do. Yeah. Because you love like, the kids. I, le- I feel like I left my kids. Yeah. Right. There were a lot of moments where I was like, I left them behind. And especially my dance team girls. Mm. I was so many years that I wanted to step out and I was like, I can't leave them. I can't leave them. Who's going to coach them? Who's going to teach them? And you know, as teachers, we're like, those are our babies. Right. They become our children. The mamas don't realize once they get to us, they're ours, you know, yep. until you, until you take them home, they're our babies. So right. it was really, really hard. Cause I was like, who's going to teach my babies? You know, are they going to teach them as well as I do? Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to care like I do? You know, right. are they going to go an extra mile? It's just so much. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I have to, as much as I'm sitting there telling little Johnny and little Keisha, you know what I mean? Like you can go live your dream, but you're over here living a lot because you're not living your dream. So oh, yes. I had to, you know, I preached to them all these years, you know, do what you love, you know, yes, get your education. But I wasn't doing what I loved. I got my education, but now here I am settling in my mind. Mm-hmm. Not that being a teacher was settling, but for me, I had other dreams. Right. And I just was like, well, this is steady income. And, you know, I don't have to worry about where my next paycheck comes from. I'm good, but I wasn't good, you know. Wow, you're speaking to my soul. This is crazy. <laughs> Literally, this is the right. This is the ongoing debate uh, or internal battle. Um, and even listening to you speak about your whole journey um, and thinking about the character you play, Mercedes, our show is all based around emphasizing how multifaceted Black women are, right? Like we can right. be teachers. We can go to Japan and teach yes. Japanese kids. We could dance we can wild out on the pole. We can be actors. Right. We can do all those things. So thinking about Mercedes as a character, how would you describe right. her and like the many parts of her? Because Chelsea and I were thinking about her as like this like hood Barbie in a way, or like this like <laughs> kind of, yeah, like, you know, like everybody's sister, everybody's fave. Right. Uh, I like to call her my emotional gangster. Um, mm. Because Mercedes comes across with this um, tough exterior but as you were seeing more and more, if y'all are at five, you know, she melts down in Uncle Clifford's hands. You know what I mean? Because that's her mom in her mind. Um, that, that, that little girl who wants validation from her mom is there. And, and I feel like everyone can, can relate to that in some way. If it's not your mom, it's someone growing up where you felt like you just want them to be proud of you. And that's what Mercedes wants too, as well. Yeah. Also, shout out to Katori Hall, who is the creator yeah. of the show, because you just you just said something, and it literally just clicked to me that you that Uncle Clifford is referred to as like, like in like male terms and female terms terms. It really is highlighting like the non-binary. It is very yes. Uncle Clifford identifies as non-binary exactly, yeah. and you notice even someone like Big L or Diamond, they still say she or her. Right. Because that is what it is. And it's it's just normal because that is Uncle Clifford, but yet still keeping the name of Uncle. Uncle Clifford. Right. Right. I love Mm -hmm. that, especially in this context of like the strip club, which is thought to be this place where like it's hyper-masculine. All these Mm. men are coming in to look at women, appease, like please them or whatever. And this Mm -hmm. essentially the the madam or like this, the boss of the spot is this non-binary person and nobody's asking questions about it. Like I love how the show doesn't Mm -hmm. like harp on that as much. Like it allows. Exactly. Exactly. This is a good, um, this show has so many storylines and so So many conversations. Um, it's been amazing to watch people really have these conversations and step back and look at themselves as well and go, Ooh, do I, do I judge this or 
am I like this? Because you have to sit with yourself and go, what do you really feel about this? Because I saw some comments too, you know, when certain people come on the screen um, that weren't as positive, but now here we are at episode five and they're like, man, I love it, Uncle Clifford, or I love it, Uncle Little Murder. And that is what they wanted too as actors, for you to see them as humans and see, see them. Um, even where Mercedes, you know, like, oh, she's just such a bitch. She's so mean. And now they're like, wait, oh my gosh, like, this is what's going on with them. And if we would just do that in the world, it might make us all get along a little bit better. Like, let's get to know each other and realize everyone has something going on in their lives and we're more alike than we are different. A little empathy. Yes, empathy, please. Yeah, completely. Uh, I was just going to say, like, as you said, it covers so many topics. Um, Mm-hmm. One of the topics, sorry, Glenn, I'm going a little off script. She hates when I do this. <laughs> but one of the topics that um, I am excited to see how they explore more, and I've, they've been touching on it a bit, is colorism. Like, yes. you know, we have this, like, very light skin, you know, some. I think one of the guys in the club was like, that's Beyonce's cousin or, some, or Rihanna's cousin right. or something. Um, and then we have, like, Brandy, who's, like, of this beautiful brown-skinned woman who's, like, the star, but then we have all these like side comments. Oh, look at that, Sadis. <laughs> she might have beat you on the lap dance tip. Why God made me talented and lazy, I don't know. She ain't do nothing but lay up there looking light. Well, that's what yellow bitches do. And where the rest of your tip out at? Is, right. Have you experienced colorism being a black actor in this? Yes, I have. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I've been, I've been told, uh, mine was more so because the acting I'm, I'm getting into, this is more new for me. So my world, I was exposed more in when it came to being a professional dancer. Mm. Um, I've been told they want a girl that's lighter. I've been told they want a girl um, that looks ethnically ambiguous. I've been flat out told we need a girl that can relate to the white community and you're a little too dark. I've been told I look aggressive with my short hair, because it's grown out now naturally, but before I had a short pixie, and I was told that it comes across too hard. Um, I should weave it down my back. I should, you know, do all types of things to make me look more approachable. Um, Hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not approachable. You need to figure out how you need to approach me then, because that has nothing to do with with me. That's your own personal Mm. issues. So I never did the the wigs and the weave in my hair. I did, um, I won't say the weave. I never did the long hair. I wanted to still keep my pixie. So I would add a little couple tracks just to give you that bang. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, that's, the, that's the most I'm going to give you because I was just like, that's not me. Right. And I remember crying a lot. I remember calling my dad on tour once and hearing some guys on a tour. And I will never forget this. And they were having a conversation of who's prettier, a woman with, with um, short hair or long hair, a woman that's light skinned or dark skinned. And I lost that battle in both. They said that they preferred women with longer hair and they preferred women that were lighter skinned. And they said hair is power. And I remember our hairstylist once told me too, we don't cut your hair, it's power. No, I'm powerful, period. I don't need hair to define me. I can, if y'all want to book me with long hair, then put a wig on me. You know what I mean? That's why I loved P-Valley when Katori, I asked Katori episode two, I said, what if Mercedes wore her natural hair? I was in wardrobe and she goes, absolutely. Those are her exact words. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And then here we are with episode six and my hair is going to be just like this. Sasha, my bestie, braided it up. And it's just like, I want these women to see natural hair. 
and, and know that they're beautiful. And I've even seen some comments with women who are natural that say, oh, she's much sexier with that weave. I don't like her natural hair. And it doesn't make me mad. It makes me sad, ladies, because why don't you feel that you're beautiful and sexy with your natural hair? It's a problem. It's a problem. So yeah, that colorism is real. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, my best friend is lighter skin. I don't like those comments. I literally almost had a fight with someone talking about, you know, her lighter skin and just even a joke. It's not funny. She's a black woman, period. I'm a black woman, period. I don't care how light or how dark. So I wish that, you know, we would stop that, but it's in P-Valley for that reason, for us all to see how it does hurt in, in both ways with Miss Mississippi as well. You know, Miss Mississippi Keyshawn Shannon Thornton has been told before she's pretty for a black girl. Y'all, that woman is absolutely gorgeous, no matter what. I have such a question. You know what I mean? Like, it's not pretty for a black girl. She's stunning. She's just beautiful. That's Mm -hmm. it. You know? Yeah. So it it, it is real and it is true and it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I was thinking a lot about how interesting it is for the strip club to be like this microcosm for all of these things to be unpacked within within this show, right? Especially Mm -hmm. as we're talking about colorism and being able to interrogate that in within right. that space and we found this study by this sociologist name is Seobin Brooks and she was mm-hmm. talking about um, the ways that feminists look at the strip club as there's like two two schools of thought I, I guess they say right so right. there are like radical feminists who who say that um, strip clubs are this place where women are feeding into this like um, patriarchal idea Mm-hmm. And then there are, there's another school of thought that says that like it's, we're embracing our sexuality, right? But right. then there's this idea that when it comes to Black women, it plays out in completely different ways, and especially right. in terms of um, colorism. So in her study, she found that there were some bl- Black women were feeling like the light-skinned women in the, in the club were able to lean into being mixed race and being able right. to perform multiple ethnicities for their customers mm-hmm. and for the yep. white men that came into the club, whereas darker women ended up having to perform extra emotional labor. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so interesting because I even see that in Mercedes' character. You even see the way Little Murder is like, hey, come listen to this song, right? Which is even loaded yeah. in another kind of way because she's so popping. Right. And if a song breaks in the strip club and the like fly a stripper in the club dances to it. It could be on. But I think even outside of color, you see all the women in the show performing emotional labor for men mm-hmm. a lot. Like even exactly. Autumn yeah. is giving that dude um, like advice on what he should invest in. It's like, mm-hmm. not only are they dancing on you, they're also like smart as hell. Smart. Making moves, smart. you know? Teaching you, trying to educate yeah. you, trying to build you up. Who's building us up? You know, like, right. <laughs> yes. It's, it's yeah. wild. For sure. Also, just really quick, do you have a group chat? Uh, a group chat as far as like with my clique? Yeah. yeah. Oh, girl, yeah, we got a few of them. Absolutely. <laughs> Does you know it have mean? a name? A high school group chat. I've got, I've got one called Django. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Why is it called Django? <laughs> listen, let me tell you, we named it Django because we were like, if it's, if it's dramatic, because we were like, that movie was dramatic as hell and just so much drama. So we were like, that's an emergency. So if we, we text each other, Django, child, it's an emergency and get away from your man oh. or your woman or whoever you near because this is private. So Django means emergency girl, what's up? <laughs> I love that. Is there any like text group chat etiquette, like things you can and can't do in the group chat? 
we don't really because we're all all the group chats are specific so that you listen if it's something it won't happen and we in this group chat if we okay. got you know you got the group chat for the more conservative and you're like okay we're gonna talk about hey guys watch p valley tonight you know what <laughs> i mean like then you got the other group chat which is like i know y'all saw me twerking right you know what i mean <laughs> So you got your you got your different group chats for your different friends because you know your friends you know what I mean you know who can handle what so if it's if it's in that that wild and out group chat there is no telling what will happen I've told my best friend Sasha if anything happened to me I need for you to crash my phone I need I need you to beat it with a hammer put it in water oh. set it on fire and throw it in the ocean because ain't no telling what man. <laughs> It has all your secrets. Listen, listen, all of my technology, I'm like, Sasha, you are to destroy it, set it on fire and water. No one should be able to discover anything on these phones or computers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Chelsea, same thing applies to me. Same thing. Tell me yeah. that now. Same thing yeah. applies. Girl, I know. Grab all my electronics. Do not let my daddy get my phone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. I have to, to ask you about that because your dad, it, he was a preacher, right? Yes. So yeah. how does he feel about the show? Is he? Oh, he loves it. I'm talking okay, to him great. this morning. I talk to him every day. And um, he's so supportive. He knows who he raised. So he's, he's not worried at all. He's just making sure that I'm, I'm cool right now in this moment. He's like, now a lot of stuff is happening. You all right over there? I'm like, I'm good, daddy. I'm just tired, you know? Yeah. But um, he's so supportive and he sees it beyond what some people see. He sees the storyline. Like I knew he was a fan when he was like, that little Miss Mississippi girl, she getting beat up. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, and then he was like, and then he said, well, I need to know they're not going to pick y'all up for season two or you didn't make season two because you about to lead a pink. I said, did you just say the pink daddy? <laughs> I was like, first of all, keep watching, but thank you. <laughs> I was like, no. He's a fan. He's a fan. Like, yes, he's a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I've heard you before refer to yourself as a PK. And I remember growing up and yeah. knowing PKs and thinking about how that became like a nickname as if that was like, yeah. there's an identity around that. Can you speak yeah, about what that kid. means to be a PK? Right, because the bad kids. Mer- <laughs> right. And Mercedes is also having that same experience dealing with yeah. having this mother who's in the right. church. And that mother, I know you have said that, you know, the mom, she pissing me off. I can't say Listen, that mama crazy. Now my, my daddy was never like that. Thank God. But the PKs just held to a higher standard. Perfect example, the little old lady that tried to come into my, um, on my page a couple of weeks ago that was just like, I couldn't make it past the first episode. PKs, we go through stuff like that. My nice response to her was, well, don't watch it then. Delete, block. Right. You know what I mean? Because you got some people that are just, I'm like, you didn't even get to watch the show. Did you, did you even find out that Mercedes, you know what I mean? is trying to do this for a dance team and all that, you know, just whatever, girl. But, and then, of course, I called my dad. I'm like, Daddy, can you believe, you know, that Miss So-and-so, Sister So-and-so said? But, um, you know, it is, it is, you're held to a higher standard for some reason. Um, I don't want to say higher standard, but more so, like, you can't be human. You right. know, like, like, can we be human? You know what I mean? Like, I remember growing up, people be like, you let, you let your daughter dance? And, yes, my daddy let me dance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm at competition now. I had to stay age appropriate. And he wasn't playing those little shorts and tight pants and stuff. You know, you got to wear your costume. But when you get done, I need you to put your pants on. I need you to, you know, don't be coming outside in your little chilly skirt without your shorts on. You know, those types of things. But it's, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot being a PK. So do you think that that's what Mercedes is grappling with? Because I'm watching her giving bags of money to her mom. And I'm like, don't give that to her. Like, it's, it's that um, validation and that acceptance. Now, she's still, you know, she believes in God, of course. 
And so she's not going to miss Sunday service, even if it, even if she has to deal with her crazy mama, um, because she does believe in God. You know, if you notice she, that tattoo that's here is Jeremiah 29, 11 with prayer hands on her, on her arm. So she's very spiritual, but she just wants the validation from her mom. She wants to be accepted. And, you know, even though her mama keeps doing crazy stuff, it's just something about that mama that you want them to, you know, believe in you and love you and be okay with what you're doing. Yeah. Damn. That makes that last line when they're in the cell and she says, you're dead to me. That just yes, because it's even like, harder you know, thinking tired. about that. Exactly. Yeah. That was her moment of, I'm tired of trying to please you. You're dead to me. I'm done. I'm done. Mm. So I also see on your IG that you are a caregiver. And like, yes. I remember watching uh, Housewives of Atlanta when um, Nini kept talking about being a caregiver. Obviously it wasn't the same, but um, she kept talking about how difficult it is on the person who's caring. Um, mm -hmm. How are you able to balance that and your career? God, um, God, because it is still, um, it is so difficult and having a good tribe. Um, like mm -hmm. my best friend is not just my best friend. She is my stylist. She is my therapist. She is helping with mama. You know what I mean? Like, because when I first got her here, I didn't have the money to have caregivers. So it was me and Sasha you know, taking care of mama. We were, you know, looking for equipment and I would be like trying it out in the bed. I'm like, okay, pick me up the lift. Okay, this is how we're going to use this machine or that thing. But so it was, it was very difficult and it is very hard now. Um, and mom is declining slowly. She has um, progressive multiple sclerosis and early onset Alzheimer's. So, you know, those moments, every night I pray with her, I grab her hand and I'm like, that hand's a little smaller every day. So it's, it's very difficult to deal with. And then I took her with me to film Pea Valley. So when I would get off set, everyone else gets to sleep or party or do whatever. Child, I was a whole nurse. You know what I mean? I had to come in and, okay, does she have this food? What groceries does she not have? Okay, you know, all right, you know, Sasha's in hair school at that time. Um, so, you know, it was like, okay, I'm not going to bother Sasha. I'll go get the groceries because you cooking the groceries. You know what I mean? Like just trying to figure out so much. It has just been so difficult, but you only get one mom. Yes. And, you know, I remember my dad telling me that before because my mom and I had a toxic relationship growing up. And he's like, I don't care. And it was like that moment with that preacher is like, you don't put a hand on your mama. You <sighs> know, and my daddy, daddy got me together real quick. Like that is your mama. and You only get one and you will, you know, <sighs> respect her. So Damn. there we are. That's beautiful. Both of my grandmothers had Alzheimer's. And I remember my grandmother, my father's mom, who I was super close with towards the end of her life, like, I walked into where she was staying and she didn't even know who I was. She was talking yep. to me like I was like, she was conjuring up like all these other women that she knew yep. in different parts of her life and trying to connect the dots. And it was super hard. What is your mom? You don't mind me asking you. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. your mom's understanding of, of like what you've achieved at this point. She doesn't really are. know, I don't think. Um, mm -hmm. I wonder sometimes, and, and I've had the moments where I've literally had to go in another room and call Brandy because she's like, you the girl that take care of me. I want to talk to my daughter. Right. And I'm just like, well, it's me, mama. And then, as you know, you learn to not try to convince them or remind them because it becomes scary for them. And so it's just like, you know what? I'm going to go get Brandy. And I've hid in a closet and called and put the phone up where she could hear it. And I'm, hey, mama, you looking for me? And she's smiling and talking. And she's no, like a whole actress I have to be at times at home. Um, and I, every time P-Valley comes on, I'll, I'll turn it on and I'll pause it and I'll point to me and I'll go, it's me, mommy. And then she'll look up and she does this with her eyes. like, And then she'll look at me and then she'll go, and I'm like, it's me, mommy. So I'm very excited for episode six. 
because my hair is like this and she's gonna remember this hair I pray and just be like mama you know what I mean like that's me you know the whole episode and just to be able to pause it and show her because she doesn't really know y'all yeah wow Wow. And she yeah, loves the show. Too. I'll catch her watching it and laughing at stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, you like my show? You know, she'll shake her head and I'm like, you know, that's me. And then she'll do them eyes again. I'm like, it's okay, mama. I'm like, that's why, that's why we have, you know, had to go to Atlanta or had to do this. And then she'll go, okay. But yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I, I wish I could know what she understands because once again, it was that little girl in me searching for that validation. Like we did it, mama, we did right. it. So, yeah. Right. It's so interesting though, because it comes and goes, and there there could yeah. be a moment where it just where she does get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Over Christmas, for some reason, she was talking. I had to call my brothers. I was like, "Yo, Mama is Mama from ten years ago," and she was exactly. like, "I'm moving back to L.A. and um, y'all need to send me some money because I need to go shopping." And <laughs> Brandy taking me with her. Don't leave me now. You know, and we were like, right. "Who are you right now talking?" Because you hadn't said two words in six months. Exactly. So, wow. Yeah. Well, my mom always says, I'm probably going to misquote her. It's probably a Bible verse, but she's like, honor thy mother and thy father and your yes. days will be longer. So you're days just going to be, be blessed. So shout Thank out to you. Because I know that's, I'm, so I can't imagine. Um, yeah. it's, it's bittersweet. It's like the best moment in my life that I wish that she was able to be fully a part of the journey. But, you know, it's just, I just, I'm just sitting in the, the gratitude of her being a part of it, period. So, yeah, exactly. Um, switching. Oh, go ahead, Chelsea. I was just gonna say to switch gears a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. today is actually Black Women's Equal Pay Day, and I, yeah. So, um, I've been reading like a lot of things. So I saw basically Black women get paid thirty-eight percent less than white Mm -hmm. men and twenty-one percent less than white women. The pay gap widens for educated black women, which I was like, okay, they say education is supposed to be the great, you know, equalizer, but the pay gap actually widens um, once you get your bachelor's and advanced degrees. Um, That is true. Yeah. I remember trying to get jobs and they say you're overqualified. Right. But other people get paid very well and they ain't right. qualified. <laughs> but um, right. I guess I was also watching a, a Viola Davis speak about how she is, you know, this great actress or, or a female actor and um, she has all these accolades, but she's not getting paid the same as her white counterparts. We won't talk about gender inequality of pay because a lot of the women who've stepped forward and I stand in solidarity with them, okay? What they're getting paid, which is half of what a man is getting paid, well, we get probably a tenth of what a Caucasian woman gets. And I'm number one on the call sheet. And then I have to go in and I have to hustle for my worth. That's what I feel like I'm doing. When I demand what I feel, listen, I have a more than a 30-year professional career. I have, I had a friend who said, yeah, but Viola, your career is better than my career. I said, yeah, but you can't compare me to you. Because once again, I got the Oscar, I got the Emmy, I got the two Tonys, I've done Broadway, I've done off-Broadway, I've done TV, I've done film, I've done all of it. I have a career that's probably comparable to Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, let's Sigourney Weaver, they all came out of Yale, they came out of Juilliard, they came out of NYU, they had the same path as me, and yet I am nowhere near them. Not as far as money, not as, as far as job opportunities, nowhere close to it. 
Um, do you have any advice on like, you know, how women can advocate for themselves in terms of pay? Have you ever had to deal with that in your career? I, am, I have had to advocate and it's, it's so hard because for some reason, when you, you start advocating for yourself, you become difficult. Um, the difficult one or difficult to work with um, a diva. And, and it's just so unfortunate. I think that it's just, we just have to keep talking about it and communicating and putting it out there because a lot of times people are oblivious and if they aren't a black woman, they aren't paying attention to it. Sometimes they don't really even care that much because it doesn't affect them. But I just hope that soon we can all just come together as women and as, as humans period and go, look, right is right and wrong is wrong. You know what I mean? We're all doing the same job here. Can we not please get what we deserve? So I think it's a conversation that's going to continue to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to see some white allyship. That so part. Put your mm -hmm. money part. where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. Say that yeah. you're not we accepting. We can't just keep talking. Right. I'm absolutely. not going to be paid more than someone else. Like, that's not right. Let's figure out how to right. make this more even. Right. Um, but we see money all over this show, too. Like we see, you know, Autumn is, I don't know what she's doing, some skiggity scam. I'm like, where did you <laughs> transferring this money from? Like, where is she getting you that money you from? Find out. Oh, my God. She got red bottoms, but don't got $15 by the thong. I'm confused. By the purse. Right. <laughs> yeah, she, right. she said, you don't believe in currents. I died. Yeah. <laughs> and then Uncle Clifford, he can't afford his club. And then we have you know, people trying to, you know, buy land for a casino. So money is all over this, this entire thing, this entire show. It's like all about power in that way, right? Yeah. Everybody's mm -hmm. chasing a dream. Yeah. Um, should we hop into our What Would You Do, Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wait. Yes. Wait. Oh, wait. One more. Right before What Would You Do, what is your dream role? Mm. My dream role is, I have so many dreams, Lord, you want me to pick one? A good- Let's manifest it. Oh, I want a- Light your a, sage. A, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, my dream and role. name it. I know, I'm like, where's my Palo Santo? I have, my, I have mine, okay. let, me, let me grab mine, let me grab Wait, should I get mine? Hold on. Palo Santo too, we got it all on deck. Protect your peace. Okay. Official on Instagram. Y'all can get you some. I have my Palo Santo. You got your Palo Mine is Santo too far, too. but you got to burn them both at the same time. I'll, I'll, I'll just light my lighter. <laughs> Put your lighters up. Put my lighter up. So I want, first of all, I want a big role with Angela Bassett. I receive it. I see oh, it. I want, yes. I want a good old role with Angela Bassett and Meryl Streep. And I will also, I'm just saying what I will do because we are manifesting, right? I will do an action movie and I will do stunts and I will kill that shit. Okay. And I will do an amazing comedy. Will Packard is going to book me. We're putting it all out there. Yep. It's there. <laughs> That's it. Oh, yep. oh, this is going to happen. The yep. Angela Bassett one. I saw that. Like I see. Um, I don't think you look like so her, but something about how you carry yourself reminds me of her. Y'all could definitely be related. Well, and I've always definitely. heard that growing up, and I'm just such a fan. And I'm getting these arms together good and tight like Angela. I'm ready. You need me to play a sister, a friend, or something. I got you, boo. We are ready. <laughs> it's all happening. I love it. A mother-daughter film. 
something. The mother daughter film with Angela Bassett. You don't even understand. She is right now in a picture, in a frame, right here. If I could get up and grab it fast enough, I'm telling you right now, she's on that. Yeah. All do right. You, so that is meant, meant to be. Do you do you manifest things? I do. Yes, I've got my vision board. I've, you know what, Sasha? Do you mind passing me my little frame? I'm gonna show y'all my. Two oh my goodness! Frames. Yay! My two frames with my actors on it that I want to work with. Uh, uh-uh, it's right there on the the dreams, the P Valley Dreams board. Listen, we got the whole vision board. We got all of that. Um, you know what? That's because of Richard Lawson. I took his acting class, and he um, has um, something called "You're Doing," and you write out and manifest. You know what you truly want. And so I've had these on up on my um, vision board and everything. So we got Angela here. Y'all can see we got yes. on this board. Right there. Okay, we got about, I just took a meeting with Ava DuVernay's company. Like, thank you, Jesus. You know let I me mean? Like, I am just really excited. I want to work with these people and more. So this was the first one I did. And I've got to do more now. Yes. But um, yes, these are my dreams. And I'm manifesting them. So I'm going to work with these people. And then before that, it said, I just want to book a series. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't think I would be the lead on a series or, you know, I just wanted to book a series. You know, the traveling, the things that I've actually manifested, my mentor, Robbie Reed, got me into that with my vision boards and things of that sort. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's just been amazing. Damn. Yo, that shit is so powerful. Seriously. You can visualize it. Oh, my God. I've had similar experiences. I can see it. I can Mm -hmm. can totally. I see so many things. And I'm just, I'm writing it out and preparing now. And it's funny when things start to happen, it's like, wait, I really, really believe it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm just really sitting in that belief for sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. So switching gears into our next segment, which is called, what would you do? And okay. we named this after, okay, when we say, what would you do? What comes to your mind? Okay. Does it evoke a song for you? Do you hear, <laughs> when I say, what would you do? Does it make you want to sing? What would you do if your son was at home? Which, damn, low-key so makes you think about, real quick, Chelsea, though, like, I don't know, for some reason, thinking about that song, I started thinking about P-Valley and, like, right. all the things people are doing for that money to right. survive. What would you do? Mm, what right. would you do? If you are listening, please remember to email us your questions at hello at blackgirlstexting.com or DM us on Instagram at blackgirlstexting. Just jumping really fast to P-Valley, I really hope Mercedes gets her baby back, her daughter. Okay, jumping back. (laughs) Like, I hope she gets a chance, you know? Damn, that would be beautiful, especially if she's looking for that that motherly, like, acceptance to then be able to do that. I feel like she'd be a way better. Like she said, I'd never be a mama like you. Right. She told exactly. that in jail. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so we got a listener letter. It's letter. It says, Dear Black Girls Texting, I've been dating this guy now for a little over a year, and he hasn't posted me on his Instagram or any of his social media. I brought it up to him, and he said he is just a very private person, but something isn't sitting right with me. It's kind of embarrassing that every guy I know posts their girl and all of my girlfriend's guys post them and my man won't post me after we've been together for a year. I'm not sure if I should just keep pushing the issue because this is a red flag or just let it go and trust what he's saying. What do you all think I should do? That's a good one. Um, Because I'm very private in that way as well. Like people will never know if I'm dating or if I'm not, like, who I'm dating, if I'm not, none of that, um, as far as I'm concerned. So some people truly are that private. 
Um, I guess the better question is, you know, are y'all going out publicly? Because that's when we get into an issue. You know what I mean? Before the quarantine, are y'all out publicly? Um, if you are doing everything at the house, sis, we got a problem. Mm. If you have not left the house on a date in a year, it's a problem. You mm. are a strong secret, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, have you been secret. around his friends? You know, like, I, I don't think that, like, your friends usually know who you're dating. You know what I mean? Like, we ain't that secretive. You don't right. have to put it all over social media. I'm totally okay with that. And then is he okay with you posting? Like, have you ever had a picture and posted? Is he telling you not to post a picture, child? Because that, that that don't work out. Now that's a red flag right there. Because my ex was trying to act like he was secretive, and no, he just didn't want his mistress to know no. that we were still married, boo. So I'm telling mm. you right now, if he does not ever want any pictures, period, to be seen at all, and acts a fool because something was posted, honey, it's a red flag. Yeah, I yeah, admit. Well said. Mm-hmm. I'm mixed. I feel like I definitely believe in like intuition. Like you kind of have right. feelings and usually you should just follow how you feel. Right. But at the same time, we're living in this time of social media where it's not real life. Like people are posting right. like what they think makes them look good there. Yep. And that's not real. So don't compare your, so your man's social yep. to the next man's social. Mm-hmm. Cause for all, you know, they're going home and arguing every night or they're, right he's cheating on her or, you know, you don't yeah. know other pictures mean nothing. Right. So definitely maybe I would say have like, try to have like a calm conversation, like, and just say, honestly, this is how I feel. I respect you, but this is how I feel. And maybe just have another conversation, a deeper conversation. Right. Yeah, right. I agree. Especially with the part with, um, my friends are, she said something about my friends are doing this and this. Well, that's when we get into a problem, period. Because you are in a relationship with him, not your friends. So right. now it would be different once again, if he's just hiding you, period, that's the bigger conversation. But you shouldn't be comparing, go date the friend then. You know what I mean? Like, who you trying to date? Like, right. that's your man. You know what I mean? Y'all have y'all's thing and don't compare the relationships because that's never going to work out. Can't do that. Never. I know. Yeah. That's so real. I mean, I, I would I know. I was gonna say. I would also wonder if if he shares other parts of his life all over the place, right? Like if you post, right. if he'd be posting the coffee he just got or just something <laughs> random. I'm like, you can't post me, like you know what right. I mean. Um, but I also don't think like social media matters at all. But then there is a thing where it's like if you post somebody, it's like you're sharing it with the world, right? It's like the equivalent right. maybe of like screaming from the rooftops, like this right. is my person. Uh-huh. But ultimately, it's nonsense. I think I'm I'm totally on y'all's page. Like if it, if if I love what you said, Brandy. Like if y'all haven't not been outside, that's a bigger question. Yeah, it's a bigger it's concern. A bigger mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. All right. Good luck. Um, definitely write us back. Yes. Give us the update. Um, yeah, we need the rest of this tea. Right. And also, don't <laughs> feel weird about feeling weird because I would feel weird too if my boyfriend didn't post me. It's natural. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. So our very last segment is called Black Girls Doing Shit. And this segment is really important to us because we just love highlighting black women who are kind of, you know, leading the lane in which they are. Um, So this week, our black girl doing shit is Brandy, Brandy Evans. Evans. <laughs> oh, my cool girl. 
No, I'll be ready. It is you. We love your character you. on P Valley, your artistry, your talent. It's so, I mean, I was so excited that we got to talk to you today. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes thank black you girls texting. And then the, I'll have to come back and meet the, meet the third one who's out here in these streets, in these COVID yeah. streets. Exactly. Yeah. i meet you, sis, after you quarantine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like she needs like a, like a, a strict coach to be like, you should not be traveling around the world during a pandemic. Yeah, we're going to send us some sage from right. protecting you. Have to. Get you together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brandy, is there anything that you're working on upcoming? I know season two is coming out, but anything you would like our listeners to know um, where they can find you? Yes. Well, right now I'm just focused on P-Valley and I've got some things in the works, but we can't talk about it yet, but just keep watching P-Valley. Y'all are supporting every Sunday at 8 p.m. on Stars, And yeah, share it with your friends, binge watch it, and watch it more than once because you're going to miss something. Even I'm still watching episodes going, ooh, this happened. Wait, let me go back. Let me go back. I missed that little key. So it's just, it's a great show, and I'm just so thankful for all the support. Yay, I love yes, that. And where can they follow time. you? Oh, yes. You can follow me at The Real Brandy with two E's. Put them two E's on the end, y'all. My mama was extra. Okay, The Real Brandy on Instagram and on Twitter. And on Facebook, I'm Brandy Evans. Yay. And it's funny that you said P-Valley comes on at Sunday at 8. I watch it yep. Saturday at midnight. I know. Y'all, <laughs> look, people, people like Sunday at 8, we already have seen it for three times by then. Right. But I love it because literally I try to jump on at that time because I feel like more people are on at midnight. Like, y'all waiting on it. I'm like, I love it. That's how I was waiting on Insecure and Power and all these shows, too. So it just feels really good that people are supporting us like this. But, yeah, most people are on that app at midnight on Saturday. <laughs> yes, yep. we are. Sunday morning. Thank you, Brandy. Oh, we wish you, you all the best. Like, oh, my God, talking to you has been wonderful. I think so especially much. for Chelsea and I as these educators that have all these other dreams and to mm -hmm. see you actualizing them and just prioritizing what you want and believing in yourself is, is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank y'all for a fun interview. Y'all asked some different things. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <good>. yay. <laughs> well, thank you again, thank Brandy. You so Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Have a good day, ladies. Bye. Bye.